The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download the Fan app. Cellini, the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. How dare you play this version of this song? Cut it out. How dare you? How rude. How dare you disparage the name of the great Dennis Wilson? Play Jesse and the Rippers. Have mercy. What's happening here? This is a Dennis Wilson song yeah. that the Beach Boys performed. And then Jesse, Jesse and, and the Rippers, Rippers from Full House. Okay. They kind of redid it. But it's not... Blackie from General Hospital. No. So that was a different character. Yes. That John Stamos What a, what a stretch. The this Rippers, Rippers made it better? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was better. This yeah. put the Rippers on the map. He's number one in Tokyo. As, as he was on MTV in character with Martha Quinn, he did acknowledge that this was a Dennis Wilson song. At least he did that. That was the least he could do. Where did he do that? In character, Martha Quinn interviewed him as they introduced the video. Full house. Okay. I'm still raged by it. I, I don't even know how you would know. I don't have mercy. I don't know how I know it. I just do, Chris. I just do. Between him and that McDreamy, though, I will say, I, I sort of think that they got the yeah. bottles that I Sting has. I don't know why. I don't really have a reason. Like, we know why in the city of Atlanta people don't like Kyle Shanahan. And we'll get to him in a second, mm-hmm. explaining the overtime confusion. But for some reason, maybe it's because he was in the Kokomo video. Mm-hmm. There's just something about John Stamos that bugs me. Yeah. That and he's good looking and has a full head of hair and sure. hasn't aged. Sure. All of those things. Yeah. I think it's cumulative. It's cool. Listen, normally I would tell you to let it go, but I think it's healthy for everybody to have a short list like that. Mm-hmm. If it's really long, then I don't really care. If it's really long, then I don't have an interest. I am interested in who people don't like. Now, don't come out with seven sheets of paper. No, just and this son of a... As you said, that. you don't want to be that guy that everybody screwed. Because if everybody screwed you, then I think the problem is the man in the mirror. Mm-hmm. It's the poker game. If you don't know who the sucker is. Or if you don't know who the a-hole is. But Uncle Jesse's still going strong. He had a Super Bowl commercial. I know. Guy looks great. Yeah, no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, what's Dennis Wilson doing? No, no, nothing. No, don't do that. He's no longer with us. But that was his song. The 1 o'clock hour... Brought to you by AquaGuard. Notice cracked bricks, floor gaps, or bowed basement walls. The experts from AquaGuard can provide a free inspection. If you're ready to fix your sagging, bouncy floors, visit AquaGuard.net. With a show of honesty. Yeah. Okay. Over your shoulder is the Chiefs Super Bowl parade. It's going on as we speak. And I can tell you these guys have abandoned whatever vehicles, sort of bussy like things, uh, double-deckers. They have abandoned it. They are walking. A lot of shirtlessness going on. Uh, Not in the crowd so much, but, but players. And somebody had a mascot head on. But I don't know what mascot head it was, and I, I'm not sure where it came from. And they're all going to end up someplace where the. But this is interesting that these guys have abandoned those vehicles, and they are walking amongst the people. And there's Patrick Mahomes, beer in hand or whatever the hell it is. Why not? Now You've you deserved do, every right to do whatever you want no to do. No doubt. Now, if you're him and you're smart, not that he needs the money, 
But you do have something in your hand that's paying a bill, right? Um, I would think. I'm carrying a, a whatever that's helping to pay the bill. That's what I would be doing. I don't know how Kyle Shanahan feels about this. He's probably avoiding this whole deal, but he did meet with the media yesterday, explained uh, the whole deal behind this overtime confusion. We did say, and we told everyone as we were waiting for the coin toss, hey, review everyone with to make sure they're sure before we go out. So we asked the position coach to do that, but no, I didn't cover it in a meeting on the Super Bowl week. I don't think that changes anything. Um, we did it with our analytics department. We decided that going into the playoffs. Um, our analytics felt that was the best way to go. I think the type of game it was did match what they felt was the best way to do. It did seem more like a field goal game. Our defense had been out there for a real long time right before that, so uh, was no, I didn't feel at all to override that at the time. Okay. You forgot who you were playing. You had 60 minutes of football. And, again, you could have lived on my defense was gassed. You could have lived on, hey, you know, if we turn it over, we still have life. But it was the best quarterback in the league with the best kicker in the league. And your, your thinking to the third possession is wrong. It's wrong. I love guys who can think ahead, but I don't want you to think ahead so far that you screw up in the moment. He has to face it because they lost. He has to face it because they couldn't stop him. He has to face it because Brock Purdy on the last offensive play. Did you see the play I put up on on Twitter? I missed it. Okay. It's the third down. I don't think I follow you on Twitter. Okay, that's cool. Um, I think most people in this business would be insulted by that. I may have you blocked. But I'm not sure I follow you, so I have no right to say anything. (laughs) The point is, it's the third down in overtime down by the goal line when San Francisco had to kick a field goal. It's one missed block. And then there became a controversy because one of the offensive linemen, to take heat off another offensive lineman, said, hey, on me. Then a third offensive lineman chimed in and blasted the guy whose fault it was. Then he wakes up the next day and said, I was hungover, man. I I shouldn't have done that. Whatever, damage done. But it's one simple, a guy slides to his right, and here comes Chris Jones, and this is the problem. What number is Chris Jones? You 95. Don't have, yeah, you don't have to know anything, but you got to know. You don't have to know his name. You got to know ninety-five. If you had two weeks of prep, he's so good that you remember. You're bad with numbers, but you remember Chris Jones's. That's number. it. That's how good he is. Nobody blocked him, and it's the play where they had two guys open. Had Purdy had another second, Chris Jones made a play after sixty plus minutes of football. He still had his tank going, which is why again, great players. They're tired, but they still make great plays. Nick, this lineman slides makes the wrong choice. He made the wrong choice. He slid over. Clear lane, Purdy has to rush the throw, falls down, they have to kick a field goal. You're one play away. Pick him up from at least making Kansas City score a touchdown. Now, I didn't see the play. Was it an inside-out deal? Did he just overlook him? Was he, he on the he inside? Just, he just slid to the wrong side. So they had a, they had a back. I, if it's inside-out, I mean, that's, that's a cardinal sin if you're a lineman. You and go inside-out every time. Here's the other thing that happened, though. He had a choice. I pick this guy or I pick this guy. He didn't pick Chris Jones. And really what happened is by not picking Chris Jones, the straight line to the quarterback was Chris Jones. Had he left the other guy, he's at least got to go around and try to get him from the side. It's just, it's amazing how one decision like that by an offensive lineman, which we don't talk about a lot, could have changed that game. In less than an hour, the coordinators of the Falcons will be meeting with the media at Flowery Branch. Fair question. I would ask, now that you've seen that in the Super Bowl. It's not a crapshoot. This is why everything's happening now at 2 o'clock. You realize that, right? To keep you out of the mix. I'm not saying it's definitely what's happening, but... Raheem Morris introduced sort it, of too. feels like it. Arthur Blank addresses the media at 2. The assistants at 2. They know you're on the air. And they knew me that I didn't read the whole email about how you get to ask a question of Arthur Blank when he did his thing in Vegas. They knew that I wasn't going to read. 
this is what you had to do. I just kept hitting the raise my hand button. And they knew it was you. Yeah, but they, they knew I wasn't going to read the email. I was supposed to do something else to ask a question. When I texted afterwards, I said, hey, my hand was up. Did you read the email? No, that's not what we were doing. I looked back at the email and they were right. So they were right. Now it's another two o'clock. Is it that's fair? two strikes against you now. Is it, is it You're f- not a team player. Don't follow the rules. And you put our owner on the spot. I'd like You're to renegade. I'd like to ask Raheem Morris this because he would have go no go. You're like one of those renegade cops. I don't have a badge anymore. Yeah, somehow you get the job done, but man, nobody trusts you. You always helicopter. Be, you always have to be called into the captain's yeah. well, office. You're the guy who bring your badge and gun, but I'm still going to find the guilty party. I got the mayor on my ass, Domino. This one's personal. <laughs> Even though they're coordinators. Is it fair to ask after we were just saw in the Super Bowl, what would you have done? Or at least what would your sure. input have been? If you're in that position, what's your mindset? And you know what I hope they say? Because I'm gonna I'm not gonna trust them if they don't. I got sixteen minutes to watch. That's gonna determine what I do. I hope that's the answer. I don't want anybody telling me. Again, it's really easy to say. I defer every time. I don't know if that's the right answer. I don't know if it's the right answer. I get the four down thing, I'm not stupid. I would wish that everybody would say We've already played 60 minutes. I have an idea of how this is going. That should be your answer. I think everybody across the board, I mean, based on what I have seen, Herm Edwards joined us yesterday. We'll hear from him talking about the guy, Raheem Morris, that he hired first before anybody else. That's who Raheem Morris worked for. But he said it, too. He's kicking off in that situation. He's deferring. Uh I mean, everybody's going to say that, except for Kyle Shanahan, because that uh, the Department of Analytics, I mean, they told him to go the other way. Analytics felt that was the best way to go. It almost sounds like it's his barber. Yeah, I'm sure they have an analytics department, but what do you do with those people now? What do you do with them? So Floyd is telling him what to do. So. I mean, if I were you, if I were you, Kyle, I defer. That's what's happening in San Francisco. The answer is supposed to be: How did the 60 minutes go? What do I believe is happening? What if Mahomes got hurt? <laughs> there is Mahomes on the other side of the field, though, Kyle. Yeah, uh, Floyd the barber. Floyd the barber. There it is. Listen, listen. I just throw him up, man. Here's another softball. <laughs> Get it out. What if Mahomes would have gotten hurt in the third quarter? What if that changes the dynamic of the game? Of course it would have. It would have changed maybe how you think. I got 60 minutes of watching a real football game. With all due respect, the meeting on Wednesday, and then, look, the assistants think telling them. What that means is, hey, fellas, have your helmets ready. Now, Brock Purdy. I think you're gonna, we win, you're on the field. Brock Purdy did say that Brian Greasy, the quarterback's coach, did give yeah. him a heads up on the rules at the end of regulation. Yep. So he, he said, the assistants, it was their responsibility. I don't know if they all did it based on what some of the other players said. And, and then Chris Jones. At least Brian Greasy got the message across to his quarterback. Then Chris Jones around the goal line actually found a clear path to Brock Purdy. Kick a field goal. And they couldn't stop. Again, you had every opportunity to stop Kansas City. And Zach Robinson will be asked about the quarterback position. What are you looking for? What's your ideal quarterback? Any names out there you're interested in? I don't know how the question is going to be asked. But how does he answer that question? Looking forward to that. It'll be a general collaborative answer. Mustin deals. <laughs> well, if uh, you go to DraftKings right now, uh-huh. the Steelers are even money to land fields. Didn't? So is Arthur Smith going to be? Arthur Smith had a chance to draft him. Uh, he did. Yeah. So he what is he? Kyle gonna, Pitts instead. What is he going to tell Mike Tomlin? My bad. I don't know. What do you think, Coach? Do you think he's like sort of been whipped? 
Like at that point now where he's just not really going to have but, an opinion? Listen, do what you will with this information, because I know Mike Tomlin said he was a big fan of Justin Fields, or at least that's what's being said. Sure. But but a couple of days ago, it was being reported that Arthur Smith was going to go after Ryan Tannehill as well. Mm-hmm. So everything right now is to be taken with a grain of salt. I can list the seven people. I think it was seven quarterbacks that were associated with the Falcons based upon mock drafts and people talking about trades and Kirk Cousins signing and Russell Wilson. I think there have been seven different guys. I know this. There are not going to be seven of those guys up at Flowery Branch when camp opens. Do you think they've zeroed in on a plan? Because Arthur Blank as recently as Friday said it's not a defined plan. I I think there needs to be a defined plan here, folks. Now, I'm, I'm pretty sure there needs to be one for your quarterback. Now, look, I understand what he's saying. We have combines. We have our 15-minute interviews. I don't know if you know. We have, um, uh, what's the what's the test? The Wonderlick test? Well, yeah, or, or the, uh, what's the Freud test? Is that a butterfly? Sometimes a cigar is a cigar. No, I don't no. know. Like, what are they, a Rorschach, right? Is it Rorschach? Um, what do you see? Yeah, yeah. What do you, you see look, when you, I show? You look at the ink blot. Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of things we got to do. I see myself failing at quarterback. We can't draft this guy. Yeah, you're going to run through the battery of tests, but you still have to have a plan in mind. Raheem Morris, he walked into his meeting saying what he would like to do at quarterback. That's what he did. With all due respect to Raheem Morris, if you're going to give the keys to the offense, and I know Herm Edwards, he used collaborative as well. To me, the the most important person in the room who decides the quarterback is the OC. Well, as I said, uh, Herm Edwards told us yesterday he was the first to give Raheem Morris a job in the NFL, and here he is talking about him. He's a sponge. He's a constant learner. And I think his travels, where he's been, he's learned a lot. Not only defensively, he's, he's a quick learner. He, he understands that. But, you know, he, he coached on the offensive side of it, too. And so he's been around enough systems. He can evaluate players very well. He knows what he wants. I think the first time he got the job in Tampa, and everybody said he'll say it, too. He wasn't ready. He was too young. And that's the one thing above all else that I think everybody should agree on. He was 32 years old. You cannot judge nope. him based on what he did or Throw did not do in Tampa. You it's, can't. It's the least important thing to me is his time in Tampa. I'll give you a positive. At least he understands what being in charge of the building is. Now, do I think he was totally in charge? No. At 32, he might have gotten hired. I don't want to call him a puppet, but the puppet pop possibility exists. You're a first-year guy at 32. You're not going to look at your GM and go, I know you're more important. You're not going to look at your own. Maybe you don't go to your owner when you know you need something because you don't, I'm 33 years old. I'm lucky to be here. I throw out the record. Maybe I keep the experience of it. Yeah, because you hope that he learned, and it seems like he did learn from that experience. What does Andy Reid have in common with Chris Domino? Find out when we come back here on Domino and Cellini. It's the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. 
Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com. Giulini, the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. R.I.P. Carl Wilson. R.I.P. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody out there. What's your favorite love song is the ex-platform question of the day. It's too wishy-washy, Murray Wilson told Brian when he played it for his father. Your brothers are going to hate this. That's only one of the greatest songs ever. You bitter old man. That's what he should have told him and stormed out of the house. And then he probably collected, right? He probably owned part of this. Yo, he, um... The old man? Essentially sold the music all of the rights to the music for like 700 grand which really really sent brian wilson but I'm, into a tailspin but I'm, but yeah he was no good murray but, wilson but he was jealous say, of his own son i'm gonna say something i know this hurts every once in a while but somebody has to say it why would you give that guy the rights to sell your music with all due respect he shouldn't have done it we're a team son we're family we don't need any attorneys just sign it here. I'm protecting you. Hindsight's like protect 2020. You. I protected you for 25 years. That's like what he Paul, told him. Like Paulie, having the rights to the yes. Rocky money. Why would you do that? I don't you think Brian, be honest. Well, it's not a good thing, but no. you started it. 1966, 67. I don't he think Brian's... Been, no, he wasn't out Brian's there yet. state of mind. Well, he was, he was getting there at the time. He was getting there. So, so the he Beach took Boy, advantage of it. The Beach Boys would have been better off with a four-year-old me handling their finances over the old man. I think so. Yeah, I think so, too. I think so, too. So roll that one around your head. Yeah. Well, speaking of deaths, it's a very sad day. Uh, William Bill Post, the inventor of the Pop-Tart, has passed away at the age of 96. I was going to save this for almost one more thing, but, yeah, I'm sad. Like, this one, listen, he was 96. It's an incredible story. Bill Post starts his career in the food industry when he was 16, washing trucks for a regional bakery known as Heckman Biscuit Company, which eventually became the American cookie manufacturer Keebler. He then served in World War II. He was in the Army Air Corps. Thank you for your service. Indeed. Came back, went to college, and then went to the Heckman Biscuit Company to work as a plant manager. 20 years later, he was asked by Kellogg's executives if the Keebler Company could collaborate on a new product that Kellogg's wanted to launch. Now, they originally wanted to call them fruit scones. Can you imagine such a thing? Nope. And then they said, ah, the Pop-Tart. I don't even know what that means, Pop-Tart. This toaster is for you, Bill. No, no, no. See, I'm not a big fan of the toasting either. Whatever. It doesn't matter how you have pop What does Pop-Tart mean? What, did it have something to do with the toaster popping? Like, yes. Boom? You put a tart in the... Okay. Who was the person that came up with icing? Because for a long time, they were uniced. They were. That's cinnamon, that's cinnamon Pop-Tart. Domino, what's your go-to Pop-Tart cinnamon flavor? Pop-tart. Cinnamon. Your cinnamon. Yeah, brown sugar cinnamon. Now, that's my daughter's. Yeah, me too. Strawberry. I like blueberry. A little too tart for me. But cinnamon is solid. They're all great. What do you that's, think he was worth? I don't have I don't his know. net worth. See, here's the thing, though. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let is you know something. Uh, Bill Post. William Bill Post. 96 years old. So I'm going to give you a piece of information. So he worked corporate for Keebler for a long time after that. You're, it, you're, it's too involved now. you got the s'mores. you got, There's too many things going on. Here's the deal. Pop-tart. When it comes to working for a company, it's like working in the R&D land. The company owns the rights. Now, I can tell you this because I know this. Bristol-Myers Squibb, they were the first ones to come up with one of the, uh, uh, like a heart medication, the stuff that, that brings your heart rate down for, in a good way. You know what the scientists figured out? It's a true story. You know when snakes bite you, the venom takes your heartbeat down, and then you can die. 
takes your heartbeat down. So they, f- they figured out, okay, what's in the venom that could actually slow heart rate down? And it came, I'm sorry, what's the big drug? Like, what, it's a statin. Ozempic. No, not Ozempic, <laughs> not Viagra. Penicillin. I was waiting for the weenie dro- jokes to come out. No, it's none of those things. Cialis. Again, you, you guys. <laughs> I got a little one. What you don't know could fill two books. But you know you set yourself up I, when you do these I, things, right? I, I You've got nobody answer. to blame but yourself. Tylenol. The point is. No dose? The guy realized that if you, venom takes your heart rate down. So how do we actually get your heart rate down? So the guy, he doesn't own the patent. He doesn't own the rights. Now, what I will say, Bristol-Myers Squibb, because I know somebody back in the old days who used to cut the checks. They pay them heavily and handsomely in bonuses. My guess is Bob Post. I'd Bill like, Post. Bill Post. Please. I'd like Bill to. Man, some respect. I'd like. I didn't know the man before today. I respected his work. I didn't know the man. Bob Post. I was the guy that did it. My brother ripped me off. That's what's going to happen today at the funeral. They could. It was me all along. And I want my cut. Yeah, tell your story walking. Um, But they're they're supposed to bonus you handsomely. That's what they're supposed to do. But that you don't own the rights. Like You work in an R&D department, even if it's to create Pop-Tarts. And I don't even know what create them means. So he became, like, at 56, Yeah, he became a consultant at Kellogg's. Now, that's a gig. Oh, yeah, no doubt. You know, I think we need a little bit more sugar on these Frosted Flakes, a little bit less on uh, the Corn Flakes, because then they would become Frosted Flakes, you see. I believe our bran and raisin ratio needs to be tinkered with a little bit. What a I'm a gig. consultant. He came out with two scoops. <laughs> not three, oh, that's not raisin one, bran. but two. Raisin bran. <laughs> yeah. Is that him, too? Yes, this guy was a Kellogg's. Food this guy, I've got it. Two scoops. I'm so sorry we didn't have this guy on. Now what I'm hearing. What if he put some milk in that bowl, you're right. He would have been a hell of a guest. Who came up with the icing on the pop? What's the test kitchen? Like that was that? the next evolution. There's no test kitchen. Come on, at Kellogg's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course they have a big fancy one, but it's a guy like this who's sitting around drinking a cup of coffee, going, "What would I like with this? Where did we go that had a test kitchen? Oh yeah, we did. Um, yeah, it was yeah, Crystal. Yeah. We had the test kitchen. Yeah. I think Rude ate about 17 hamburgers that day. I thought he was wimpy from Popeye's. Hey, slow down. I don't think they really meant as many as you yeah, want. Can I eat tomorrow for a hamburger today? Yeah, you're not trying to set records here. Slow down. It's a test kitchen. If you tell me that Mr. Post also came up with the idea for icing on the Pop-Tarts, this guy truly is a genius. He should be in the Food Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. What do you he, think he thought of the uh, Pop-Tart bowl where the Pop-Tart was? He didn't. Yeah. <laughs> now, the good news is? I, I think he was pro- at that point in time, I think that he was probably. Don't say it. No, I think he was probably in a different place mentally. I'll leave it at that. All right. Here's what I'm saying. If he was 56, he would have... This is balderdash. This is not why I invented the Pop-Tart. Well, it's great hand food. I'll give you my Pop-Tart story in one second. Do you know what I really like about this, though? I'm serious. I really love this about it. I say all the time, putting a guy in the Hall of Fame when he should have been there after he's dead, you screwed up. Mr. Post saw the Pop-Tart Bowl. In his lifetime, he saw the Pop-Tart Bowl. Which, by the way, was the most talked about bowl game. This side of the national championship in some... You know that? More was written about yes. the Pop-Tart Bowl than any other college football game in the bowl season. So Bill just, you know, he was the gift Bill. that kept giving. Here's my Pop-Tart story. I'm not... Maybe it wasn't me. Maybe Look at his picture. Else. He kind of looks like a Pop-Tart. Don't, don't do that. He does. I thought he looked like an executive. I think he looks like an executive. He, he looks like an executive who's a Pop-Tart. Isn't it Michael Harris's go-to breakfast food at spring training? It's the, it's, it is, and by the way, it is, don't call it a snack because it can be a meal. Pop-Tarts, two Pop-Tarts in the morning can be breakfast. Hmm. It can be breakfast. Hot or cold. I'm not a big fan of the hot. 
You ever, you I ever want to rip and go. You've put the pop tart, a hot pop tart over ice cream. Yeah, yeah, I've done that. The brown sugar, yeah, brown sugar cinnamon. I, I'm yeah. sorry. Who do I think I'm talking to? Yeah, I mean, I just insulted your intelligence. What do you think I have? What, what I just did to you is worse than what they no. did to you moments ago. Yeah, that was bad. That was not good. Go look it up. Bristol Myers Squibb, whatever the heart medication is. Like it's a big one. They had like long time patents on it. Here's my pop tart story, or perhaps I was told this story, or perhaps it was me. <laughs> Maybe it's a mix of both. When I was a young man, let's just say that on a Thursday night happy hour it was really happy hour. The times were a little different. I was single. I perhaps went home with a divorcee mother of two who was in her 40s on a school night, Thursday. You know, you've got to wake up. I was told the next morning, okay, you got to get out of here. Kids are going to be up. Got to get out of here. Grab a couple of Pop-Tarts. She didn't even get out of the, the room we had this conversation in. She just told me, and believe me, I did. I don't know. I'm not supposed to get a Pop-Tart endorsement maybe for that story. Hurry up before the kids wake up. Grab a couple of Pop-Tarts and thanks for a great night. Again, I think she was 44. I don't think well, she was people age different. People yeah. age differently back then. And it, yes, everybody did smoke back then. It truly wasn't a lounge. It was a happy hour lounge, See? so perhaps, yeah, lounge voice. But I did. Let me tell you something. Hurry up. They're waking up. I didn't want to. Don't take the cinnamon once. <laughs> I didn't run out of that house. Now, what she was telling me is, do not sit at the kitchen table and make yourself at home and have a bowl of cereal. Here's what you need What's to do. What's your name? You Billy? Billy, I'm Chris. Here's what you need to do, Sonny. I'm boy. your new daddy. Grab the Pop-Tarts and get out. And I did. And if you don't think I stopped some to get Pop-Tarts. Fair. Get the hell out of here. Now, if that's not a story for a Pop-Tart endorsement deal. Nothing is. Because Nothing again, is. Part of you would say, oh, okay. I'm, you know, they always... I, I moseyed to that kitchen, and I found those pop How about you knew your place? Damn, and she knew hers. In the good old days. Everybody knew what their she role was. She was a mom with two kids who right. got the house, nice house, in a divorce. I, I just needed to blow off some steam. You can't be sitting there eating cereal. Absolutely As my not. children get up. Uh, Travis Kelsey throws himself on the sword. We'll get to that momentarily. But speaking of food habits, The Athletic did a big piece on Andy Reid. Not the three-time Super Bowl champion, but what it was like to work with Andy Reid Behind the scenes. Now, Brad Childress. Everybody has a story yes, or three about Andy Reid. Brad Childress and Andy Reid, I think they worked together both in Kansas City and Philadelphia. He told a story when they were at the Senior Bowl years ago and something caught the eye of Andy Reid, the red neon crispy cream <laughs> light. Brad Childress said, I was not aware of this. That means the donuts are fresh. He didn't know. So Reid said, you got to pull over here. And they pulled over and grabbed, you know, the dozen plus the freebie. Sure. And he said, by the time they got to the hotel, the donuts were gone. So 13 donuts. And we came up with the ratio. We had Brad Childress in studio. Not the biggest guy in the world. No. So it was 10 to 3, the ratio. Andy had 10. Brad had 3. Absolutely. And think about this. We didn't know. Did we know who was driving? Not that it much mattered. Because I, I think, think he, it would have mattered here's what I, Reed's world. Here's what I could say. And I've known people like this. I think I've been a person like this. I was good enough food on the go where I could drive. I think Andy Reid, whatever I was, he was a, what are they, sous chef. He was, what's the top of any profession? He's the mwah of eating while He's driving. He's the cream of the crop. Yeah, this idea of, hey, why don't you drive, Brad? I'm going to eat 10 of these donuts. one hand on the wheel, and then you use the other one to reach over and get the donuts. And then if you want to switch hands, you got to make sure you get the, you lick the glaze off your other hand. There wasn't even glaze anywhere. There wasn't, there was no crime scene. No. There was nothing left. No trail of a donut whatsoever. If they would have shown that black light in that car, there would have been no crumbs. None. No, no glazed crumbs. I agree None. with that. Uh, he's also a big ice cream guy. Haagen-Dazs. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Specific instructions about having Haagen-Dazs. And if there wasn't Haagen-Dazs, you couldn't fool him. Like I tell you all the time, you wouldn't know the difference between the veggie burger and a real burger from Burger King. It's ridiculous. They tried that with Andy Reid. They brought a Bluebell ice cream. This isn't Haagen-Dazs. 
And he he was mad. Yeah. Well, you, you had one job. Get the right ice cream. He didn't get mad when Travis Kelsey almost knocked him over. But you start switching up the ice cream, then you're going to draw the ire of Andy Reid. So explain it again with those nuggies. You think he's dipped nuggies in ice cream? I don't think there's any question. I think he's dipped everything food-wise into ice cream. I'm going to say to something now, himself. and I'm not, I'm not saying I'm factually accurate. But I, but I believe this could be, much like, the, as we remember the great Bill Post today, the inventor of the Pop-Tart. Indeed. My guess would be, my guess would be that Andy Reid was the inventor at Wendy's. Take the French fry and put it into that. I was doing that years ago. What do they call it? The softy or whatever it is? What's that? Uh, frosty. frosty. Yeah. Andy Reid, I'll bet you, invented the French fry into the Frosty. Not to be confused with Mr. Softy, the ice cream trucks. No. Again, they have no idea what you're talking no. about. No. The only reason I know what Mr. Softy is, the Iceman, uh-huh. um, Richard Kuklinski, I saw the movie. He yeah. got in. This guy was uh, driving a Mr. Softy truck. We, we had a Mr. Softy truck yeah. in our neighborhood. And he was a demolitions expert behind the scenes. Oh. And then the guy got a little too uh, yeah. mouthy, so he, he killed him in the Mr. Softy truck. Oh, my They goodness. found him dead in the truck. Oh, no. That's why I know what Mr. Softy is. It's an ice cream truck. Anyway. I, worked, I worked at Carvel. We were the kings. Do you know in Carvel the big tubs? Big tubs? That one started out as soft ice cream. Would you know the difference, like Haagen-Dazs, Bluebell? I'm not sure I would. I would. Yeah, there's a, there's a cream content that I absolutely. I've had, listen, is there such a thing as bad ice cream? No. Is there such a thing as that's not good ice cream? Some ice cream's better than other ice creams. Absolutely. There, there is such a thing as bad pizza. Yes. But there's no such thing as bad ice cream. That's what you're saying. It's, there's, there's, just, there's uh, not as good ice cream. It varies. There's not as good ice cream. Cheap ice cream is not the way to go. If you invite people over and the dessert is apple pie with ice cream, you go, oh, it's not really about the ice cream. It's always about the ice cream. Yeah. Get good ice cream. I, I mean, and I'm not going to mention. Now, I will say the one thing that you don't need good ice cream for, the one thing you don't. You want to make a root beer float and you just have vanilla ice cream? It really doesn't matter. But if you're going to give me apple pie and put a scoop of ice cream on top, don't think because, well, it's the apple pie that you're at. Don't, don't skimp on the ice cream. Mayfield's the best ice cream in my eyes. I disagree. Jenny's ice cream is the, the best. I say Bluebell. I, I got hooked on something. I don't even know what it's called. It's in this plastic tub that you screw the top off. Have you seen this? Uh, yeah. I don't even know what it is. It's, it's expensive is what it is. It's very expensive. I, it's almost like a gelato. Can I tell you what I did? Right, right. Can I tell you what I did? I shouldn't even say. Well, my kids are gone now. I used to get those, and I, we have a, like this old beat-up refrigerator in the garage. You hide them? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I've There's not a lot that's yours in the, freeze it. Yeah, in the house. That's yours. That's right. And because it needed to be frozen, I couldn't put it in a regular freezer. I put it on the outside, and they're not going in there. Yeah, multiple times I did that. And again, man, I don't even know. you're a sly one Thank there, you. my man. I don't know what so. it is, though. I think it is closer to a gelato. But do you know what it is? Like, you just, you see them on the shelves, and you kind of see the flavors. Because it's in a plastic clear. Thing. What's it? Talenti, I think. Talenti. I don't, I don't know what it is. I think could that's be. What it is. Could be. I don't yeah. know if Travis Kelsey knows much about this, but he did say his actions toward the aforementioned uh, ice cream fan Andy Reid were unacceptable. He's also there's an independent film out there, My Dead Friend Zoe. Uh-huh. Low budget effort, but I guess there's some pretty big names in it. Um, Ed Harris, Morgan Freeman oh. are in this movie, and he's been deemed an executive producer. Okay. Of this film. It's under $10 million. Yeah, that so would mean you got a little skin in the game. It's going to real executive. Yeah, it's going to make its debut at South by Southwest. My dead friend Zoe on March the 9th. So slowly but comedy? surely, um, it, it seems that way. Okay. Yeah. Dark they, comedy is what they're calling. Okay. They don't want to branch out. Of course they want to branch out. So they, what, if you're an executive producer, essentially you're putting up money for the film. Yes. That's what that means. You're not, you're not on, on the set going, action. 
You know, I was going over the script. What I think you're not, is, Yeah, you're not checking out the dailies. You're, you're financing the project is what you're doing. Yeah, do you know there's executive producers, there's producers, there's... there. I, I don't know how the money gets distributed. Because even Disney, big companies that make movies, they have producers and executive producers. So there's a pecking order, but it's Disney's money. I don't really understand how that goes. In an independent film, I do understand it. You're putting up cashish to try to either make a name for yourself and make a little bit more cash. Have you seen Travis Kelsey? You've got the parade on. Has he, has he shaved me. yet? I don't know if he's shaved. No, I see. I haven't seen him yet. I will tell you this. They said there was going to be about 500,000 people. Some of the people in security were asking Taylor Swift, please don't do the parade route. If you want to be at the end, we're just not really sure how much. I don't know what might have happened. Could in be that some nut jobs out there. Yeah. Can never be too safe. He'll do something along those lines. He knows his brother did it. Yeah. You know what a Funko Pop is? brother dressed in the Mumbers outfit. Yeah, that's right. You know what the Eagles wanted. You know what Funko Pop is? Uh, yes. Those little collectibles? Yeah. The dolly type things that you see on some people's desks? Do you know that they're doing a Jason Kelsey shirtless Funko Pop? Why would they not? Three days only. So I'm sure the Travis Kelsey Funko Pop... It's going to come out. If you don't you know what really it is, I don't really how get you it. say that. But don't, it's, don't say that again. It, I think it had a little... It's, it's trending into something else the more you say it. I feel pretty safe. The, it, the Beanie Baby, which I think people were thinking, oh, the Funko Pop is going to be the it next... again. Oh, it's going to be worth so much money. Look at me. I've got the Captain America special. They're still in the box. Oh, yeah. Never take them out of the box. I don't know what's going on in this parade. I see a lot of people walking around. I mean, that's what happened here when the Braves won. Yeah, I mean, now we got a guy in shoulders. I, be careful, fellas. <laughs> I, I'll say this about the be, Braves. It's a terrible way to lose the contract. I'll say this about the Braves parade. I think as the parade went on, they were behind schedule. Because yeah. I don't know if you noticed this. Well, you were part of it. You yeah, noticed. I was told. As the parade went on, they started going a little bit faster until yeah, it got to the bad. Well, hold on. Let me tell you what that was. There's an incredible video where they did the downtown part, and that was... They were doing like 40. To call that a parade would be wrong. It looks like a police pursuit. Yeah. To call that a parade would be wrong. They didn't do a parade downtown. They did it right up here. They did not do a parade Very, very slow through the battery. When it came to going past Mercedes-Benz Stadium, you know, I saw the same video you did, and you were a part of it. They yeah. were going very slow. I was in the back of a van. I fell down. The guy hit the gas pedal. I was like, whoa. I ended up in Brandon Leak's lap. Was that the parade? Yeah, that was it. It's here and it's gone. Just like that. Uh, Mike Shanahan, speaking of Andy Reid, mm-hmm. uh, we know what Travis Kelsey did, and he said, totally can't do that, blah, blah, blah. I- I'm just glad is it a meme? Fall. Is it a meme or a gift? Or mean, is it something? It's got to be, right? I'm People sure. are probably coming up with fake narratives, what L- was said. Listen, you can all laugh about it and joke about it now because nobody got hurt, everybody downplayed it, and they won the championship. Watch so, this. yes, it'll last forever. Do you know what didn't happen at the end of that football game? Shanahan and Reid did not shake hands. Now, you go, wait, was that a snub? No. Kyle Shanahan pointed it out that on February 5th, because the last time these two met, it took a half hour, we decided neither one of us would try to seek out the other to congratulate. It makes sense. It's no crazy doubt about it. Mario always felt that was the best way to go. Crazy on that field. I think the analytics department told him, don't try to go out there and shake hands, because right. he does everything the analytics department tells yep. him. And if he's wrong about it, he'll blame the analytics department. Mm-hmm. They, they said, I, I didn't necessarily agree with it. But that's what they told me to do. The analytics department said in that third down around the goal line in overtime, do not block Chris Jones. I'm telling you, we... This is why you use numbers. it like Snicker does. You use it as a tool, but you it's not life and death. You don't make every decision. You let it weigh on the decision, let it factor in the decision, but your decision isn't solely based on analytics. I it's en- foolish to do. I can end all this. 
as to how you're supposed to do this. I can end this. We've had Brian Kenny on. Even he's sort of backed off a little bit. But remember, that's a network that didn't have Ozzie Albies as one of the top ten second basemen. Everything you now say, we're grain assaulting. I can end this right now when it comes to we had a discussion last week or two weeks ago with my analytics department. If Patrick Mahomes had gone down in the third quarter of that game and the game still ended up tied, which could have, what would you have done? Is that part of you thinking about what the analytics department said on Wednesday? Because if they didn't say Mahomes goes down in the third quarter, now it's overtime, what do we do? If that wasn't a consideration, that's it, it's over. There has to be eyeballs and heartbeats. What's the moment? If Mahomes went down in the third quarter, is that not supposed to be a factor as to what you might want to do in overtime? It has to do be. Do you think they discussed that in their Pro- analytics group? Probably not. Him and his barber? No, they just discussed this, that, and the other Floyd. I think they Kyle just. Shanahan. I, I think they gave him that brush of powder hey, at the end. Hey, it doesn't matter, Kyle. If Patrick Mahomes gets injured, is that factored in? No. They don't think about that stuff. They don't think about the human element of things. You, you want to watch this? Watch this. What would Chuck Bagnerick maybe have said if he was in the analytics? Analytics, you know what I would do with those pencil necks? Snap the necks, there would be no analytics department. There'd be a bunch of dead bodies in that department. It'd be the dead department. That's what it would be. Nerds! Now, for those who understand and know who Chuck Chuck Bagnerick is, Chuck Bagnerick wouldn't want an office. See, that's, again, where I think you're a little bit wrong. (laughs) Office. What would office be for? Sissies. That's right. Doors. I stay outside. I don't need walls and doors and desks. Analytics department. Get out of here, you son of a bitch. We'll find out what's coming up during the Braves Clubhouse Report at 2. Kevin McAlpin will join us for a preview. That will follow one more thing. As we indeed wrap up a Wednesday afternoon. It's Domino and Cellini. It's the fan 680 and 93.7 F. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required. And they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com. One more thing. 149, wrapping up a Wednesday here on Domino and Cellini. Kevin McAlpin is with us. The Braves Clubhouse Report is coming up at 2 o'clock. He'll offer us a preview shortly. But in the meantime, here's one more thing featuring Chris Domino. I got great news. I just got a text. Chris, this is Bill Post Jr. We'd like to contact you about possibly being involved in our next Pop-Tart ad campaign. Wow. Breaking news. Bill Post's son, Bill Post Jr., has now actually invited me to be part of the Pop-Tart War. I would say what took so long, but I don't want to look a gift horse in the house. Better late than never. Did they ask about us? Oh, I, I go. Uh, I, if this was the Beatles, I'm now going solo. <laughs> I'm recording Jet sometimes, as we speak. Sometimes the band doesn't make it. Yeah, no, no, no. Here, front man. 
Hey, you. I fit the suit. I'm Johnny Bravo. Do you know who that actually came from? Uh, that came from... Oh, Mr. Nestler. The Brad Brady... Nestler's listening today. The Brady Bunch. No, no, no. Brad Nestler sent me that... No, but he's posing as Bill Post Jr. I thought you meant Johnny. Yeah, Johnny Bravo came from the Brady Bunch. Yeah. Rick fit the suit. Thank you, Mr. Nestle. Before he passes out, here is one more thing. You're an 18-year-old Olympian. You want a medal. You're going to be interviewed. That's great, right? What would your reaction be? And remember, you got another idiot 19-year-old sitting next to you as you're being told this is what this woman thought of your performance. 18 years old, it's your first Olympics, and you swam. Honestly, your third leg was just phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, I mean... She said third leg. Your third leg was just phenomenal. Good God, you're a event. tripod. Well, yeah. that's nasty. Every once in a while, just, Very let nasty, it, Bob. just let it sit there. You don't have to do the tripod joke. <laughs> the guy sitting next to him absolutely realized what was said. And this kid had to almost come up with a, oh, yeah, you know. Would you like to come back to my hotel later? <laughs> How does that come out of somebody's mouth? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. All right. You're 18. He tried to answer the question. It doesn't matter what his answer he was. He did his best. His buddy next to him heard. All right. I'm going to, uh, I'm going to take it all back. On Monday, I came in and I said, here's my question of the day. Would you draft Bronny to get LeBron? And I don't care what Bronny is. I don't care what he's not. I'm drafting Bronny. I'm almost Bronny. saying no. I said yes. Yeah, because LeBron could be a free agent. And it's the only way you're going to get him. Draft Bronny and he could be a member of the Atlanta Hawks. And then maybe you keep Trey Young and DeJounte Murray and everybody works it out. Maybe we're good around here. He's the 40-year-old version of him. I don't care what Bronny could do and can't do. Please stop with the, he's not even the best player on his college team. I get that. None of it matters. Factually accurate, but none of it matters. I want LeBron James for two years. Well, guess what? It's 48 hours later. I want you to hear this. And you tell me how I'm thinking about the possibility of getting LeBron James here. Yeah, glow stuff on LeBron. Shirtless. I'm making in the locker room. This is him. All right. Might want to get out of that now. It seems like based on that, you're doing an about face. Yeah, I I was wrong. I know I didn't want him. Tried to convince myself I did. This is before a game. You just can't overlook that stuff, huh? He's shirtless and he's filming himself in a mirror and he's listen. I get what music is. I have daughters. I know what words are being said. But I, there is a part of me that says, you're a husband and you got a daughter. Why are you putting this out there? Dude, Pre- Game day vibes. Game day vibes. I don't know who Gorilla is. I don't know who that is. I think that's the artist. I don't know. I do know a couple of things I heard in that song. I was like, how is this getting out? Pre-game. Game day vibes. LeBron James. He talked about going to jail and making bail. Yeah. He's just repeating the lyrics of the song. He's filming, himself, wrong, he's filming himself in the Lakers locker room with no shirt on. Mm-hmm. He's filming himself into a mirror. Gotcha. 39 years old. He's the king of the world. Maybe arguably the one of the five greatest ever to do his job. Did he job. have a book in his hand? This is what you have to do. He would have been better off with a fake book in his hand, he fake was, reading. He's reading Mario Puzo's The Godfather. He would have been better off fake reading. It's favorite part. Oh, there's too much. I can't choose. 39 years old. So forget I'm, that idea, huh? Yeah, I'm out. Based on that video. 48 hours later, the guy does one video, and I go, there it is. I knew it. The, I uh, knew I was right, but I was wrong. One o'clock hour brought to you by AquaGuard Foundation Solutions. Are we going to hear from Alex Anthopoulos today, K-Mac, on the uh, Clubhouse Report? No, you know, we're going to hear from Wiley Ballard. We're Wiley going Ballard. in Wiley's wheelhouse today. Okay. We're opening up spring training with oh. a... 
special Wiley's Let me get wheelhouse. the dump button Al- ready. Alex Anthopoulos is tomorrow morning with a lot of Okay, room. I was going to say, I, I heard that. I know you want to cross-promote and everything, but you got to get it right. <laughs> but he is going to be on with the locker room he at is? 8.20, if I'm not so. mistaken, tomorrow morning. Yeah. So thank you for that correction, yeah, yeah. Chris. Yeah, you can, Wiley Ballard, you could ask him a question and say, would you like to answer as Alex Anthopoulos? You guys can do a lot with Wiley. Like role-play? Yeah, yeah. Listen, you think Wiley Ballard hasn't role-played? And I don't know what it's going to mean, as Chris said in June, not about Wiley Ballard role-playing, but what A.J. Minter said, kind of echoing Spencer Strider's sentiments that it's World Series, World Championship or bust. Yeah, it's, it's you know, making the playoffs those days have, have come and gone, right? And obviously, Snit will tell the guys before the first full squad workout that, yeah, step one is winning the division. But that is, you know, look, NL East Championship banners, they're great, right? They're fun to look at. But, yeah, World's, pennants and World Series banners is is what this team's... There, there's much higher sights for this ball club. I'm just going to go back. It doesn't help you win a game in June. Look at us. We're so focused. It's World Series of Bust. But it is that sort of we want you guys to know. We want the fan base to know. We want... We understand what you understand. That's right. We're thinking what you're thinking. That's right. And by the, the way... The bar has been raised. Look, the Royals are going to walk in and think, you know, why not us? Why not us is different than, no, it's supposed to be us. And the reality is the Royals should walk in, the Giants should walk in, and all say, why not us? There are certain teams that go, no, 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 it's supposed to be us. And the Braves are in that category. Yeah, they say hope springs eternal. But let's be honest. What is there, eight to ten camps that are opening this week where you can really say now, you've got a, a realistic opportunity? I will say this, though. Arizona wouldn't have been one of them. That's true. And they ended up in the World Series. So The baseball gods don't work that easy. And don't get cocky. <laughs> it's not your right. It is not. Robert Kraft. I'm going to play some audio tomorrow. Robert Kraft. That's an extended tease, a 24-hour tease, folks. I think Robert Kraft even fell into the trap of we're supposed to be good, like good enough to be this. Then they weren't. Never assume it's going to happen every year. So Wiley's wheelhouse. He's here, yeah. Slow down, everybody. And Kevin McCalp and the Braves Clubhouse Report is up next. Thank goodness we don't have a ton of ladies who work up here right now this afternoon. Wiley Ballard enters a room, man. I know what happens. People start to swoon. I know I do. (laughs) I want to thank Matt Lear and the road dog, Adam Gillespie, on the other side of the glass along with Derek Thomas. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. We are back tomorrow at 11. Domino Cellini, the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. This is a 680 The Fan podcast. To hear more live and local sports content like this, tune into 680 AM or 93.7 FM or download the Fan app. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com.
Hey everybody, Buck Blue here, and as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the Vice President, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacey's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car-buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. And it worked. 50 years later, Stacy's dad, Jimmy Ellis, grew the organization to become Georgia's largest family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best.